Ahem. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is Hunter here, and I am here with Scott. Scott, welcome back, sir. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for thanks for having me. I'm doing great, dude. It's so good. To- so so good to be back. It's you know I um what was the most recent one that we we just did? What did we do together? Dude, it's been a it's been a while. I mean, I don't. Has it been? I think we. I feel like we brought the band back together just once recently. Uh, kind of. But going- you might have lost the recording, or or they might have they might have not recorded. Oh, that I think it happened. I think it was. Uh, man, um, I think it was Doctor Strange. I believe what you. Wanted. Yes. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Yeah. So yeah, so we had the band back for that. Um, so let me actually address that right out the gate here. So uh, guys, moving forward, uh, Scott and Colin will still definitely be on reviews. Uh, they are going to be on uh, uh, more sporadically, uh, a lot more for the uh, bigger blockbusters, especially as we get closer to uh, summer. So we're going to have uh, several new uh, reviewers joining the podcast here in the next uh, month or so. And then we're also uh, going to be launching um, a wrestling podcast with yours truly, uh, my friend OJ and my friend uh Annie, so we're going to be launching that here uh, in the next couple weeks. So, and then I'm going to be launching my own solo weekly podcast in the next couple weeks. So, uh, stay tuned for all that. So, we will have uh, Scott and Colin still join us, but we will just have more reviewers on as well. So, uh, we appreciate your guys' continued support. Uh, we've uh, we're around uh, 200 plays actually uh, for the last. Uh, week and a half so i appreciate that guys so thank you for continuing to listen and uh, support us so uh this is martin luther king jr day and considering who our president will be in a few days maybe the last one so, <laughs> so i figured uh so i figured it was very apropos uh first review um what uh and, and scott you you watched the wire right i did um i think this is the blackest show uh since the wire, uh, this mm, that's quite a statement there, it, dude. I think it is, man, because this show, holy crap, like this show is unapologetically black, and I mean that in the best way. What we are talking about is Luke Cage, uh, which <sighs> I mean, Scott have argued about uh, off mic. Uh, Scott is wrong, but uh, we have talked about. Uh, We've talked about the show, and I personally think it is the best thing that Marvel has done with their Netflix uh, street level universe. Uh, Scott disagrees. Uh, we, Boo. We, we will. <laughs> we will. Very, very mature. We will. Uh, we will make our cases for why we think that is. So let's let's just kind of let me kind of set the tone here. So Luke Cage is He's black. He, and bald, yeah. So let's let's just start that off. Yeah, Luke Cage is black. <laughs> if you're not a fan of black people or generally like blackness in general, you probably won't like this show. So no, just want to just let everybody know. No, you you could not be more right, like more correct. Like Luke, this is like the blackest. Like it, it, this show is so, like I said, unapologetically black. So he, in so okay. So Luke Cage came out. Well, wait, just describe what you mean by that. So the thing about Luke Cage is that even when he premiered, and Luke Cage has been around uh, since oh god, uh, seventy two, uh, summer I believe to uh, 
Wow, yeah, June 1972. God, I'm sad. But he, um, but he, uh, his uh, first appearance was in Luke Cage Hero for Hire number one. And so this was during the black exploitation era. So, I mean, he was pretty much shafted with superpowers, if you want to boil it down to. Now, you personally, did you, are, are you, have you followed Luke Cage before the show? I have, yeah. Um, just because, uh, again, he was the first black superhero, and I was like, okay, just on, on principle, I'm going to follow you um but he um but he was uh yeah he's always been kind of one of those b if not c level uh heroes where it just felt like they could never fucking sustain um just a run with him for whatever reason um what ended up happening is that they had another they had another uh character like that uh with uh with uh Iron Fist, who's getting his own Netflix show in March, yay! But um, they ended up becoming best friends and forming uh, Heroes for Hire, which is when they both really kind of rose up the ranks as far as Marvel uh, comic book uh, readers. So if you want to talk about people who really uh, benefited from uh, from being joined together, there may there are very few examples better than Luke Cage and Iron Fist because they're like they have they have a beautiful bromance. Not as beautiful as ours, Scott, but a beautiful bromance nonetheless. And um it's I'm very excited just on that alone to see how they kinda uh take the show as far as uh their their uh, their bromance. But uh, so Mike Coulter who plays Luke Cage, um this dude came from nowhere, to be totally honest. Like I was really kinda going through trying to see like what do I know you from? I was like, nothing, nothing really, actually. And what's funny is that he's been on, um, I recognized him a little bit from that show, The Following, that Kevin Bacon show, because I knew he looked familiar, and I just could not remember who he played on there. He played this guy named Nick Donovan, I for some reason I remembered him, but he played, he was on The Good Wife for like five seasons, and it just made me laugh that this guy who has such a superhero look has just been wasting away <laughs> on the goddamn good wife. But, um, so let, let's kind of start there. Mike Coulter, going into this, Scott, what were you kind of, like, expecting, thinking, as far as the show is concerned? Um, so the only other Netflix TV show that I had seen was Daredevil. Ooh. And so, um, I would say the bar was set pretty high. I was, I was actually, I really enjoyed Daredevil. Um, and that's kind of something that we tend to argue about is, is, uh, I actually think it's better than this show, but we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there in due time. Um, so expectation wise, very, very little. And, and like, this is probably, you know, it's part of the reason why I love like film and shows, TV shows so much is because especially, specifically Marvel shows and superhero shows, um, DC alike, is that I have limited knowledge of the background of these people and the stories. So I feel like I can really be, have, you know, virgin eyes as to see what is, uh, you know, is going on and um, really kind of soak it all in for the first time. Um, so I knew, I knew of his super strength, but that was pretty much it. Um, so going into it, that was just <laughs> that stuff was all I had really. Um, I hadn't seen uh, Jessica Jones, um, 
And did that come out after this? Um, no. So, uh, so or was that the same time? Uh, similar time frame. So it went uh, Luke. Uh, sorry, sorry. It went Daredevil, Daredevil season two, 2015. Yeah, and then Jessica Jones, and then Luke Cage okay. after this. So. Right. So I had just just recently seen Jessica Jones, and then um, just just recently, and I I I saw Luke Cage when it came out, but. Um, as far as expectations, yeah, just none at all, really. Um, compared, you know, with Daredevil, I know Netflix does an excellent job with their shows, and I know Marvel kills it. Um, so I knew if there was enough fighting and you know, like some good action um, going into these shows, I the the villain is really hit or miss on a lot of these, and um, that's that's kind of where my expectations of superhero films and shows in general. Okay, that I mean, dude, that's fair, man. I, I mean, I know for me, um, so this is gonna, I mean, because this show deals very unapologetically um, with race, so I'm gonna bring something race-related up. So the thing is, like, if you screw up, you know, a Batman movie, a Superman movie, um, you know, they'll reboot it because it's you know, it's Batman or Superman. Um, if they fuck up something like a Jessica Jones or a Luke Cage or something like that for, like, a minor character, let alone a minority character, whether it's a woman or, you know, someone of color or both, uh, that shit goes in the can for, like, 15 years. I mean, the last black superhero movie we got was uh, was Blade Trinity. I mean, think about that. And that was 2000. Four, I believe I'm doing. If my, if my, uh, yeah, Blade Trinity. Yeah, when did Blade Trinity? I, I'm gonna say 2000. Let's say 2004. Yeah, 2004. So it's been six, uh, 12 years <laughs> since we've had. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of crazy when you think about it. I mean, so which is one reason why I uh, tell people watch Supergirl. It's gotten better, by the way. Um, um, you know when stuff like that comes out. So. I was really worried about this. I'm like, oh, God, they're going to fuck this up, and I'm going to be really sad. And thankfully, they didn't fuck it up. Um, now, where you fall on where, if it's better than Daredevil or not, it is. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's your, it's your prerogative. But let's just kind of jump in here. So, I mean, really, this is, it's a simple premise. Um, guy, uh, Luke Cage, uh, imprisoned uh, at Seagate Prison for a crime he didn't commit, um, ends up getting experimented on. Um, in a really ugly episode, by the way, I think that's episode five or six, I believe, and it, it which kind of shows his origins, and it is uh, uh, it, it is not pretty, <laughs> and I mean that uh, very complimentary. Uh, uh, oh, it's episode four, pardon me, um, where they just show him getting uh, um, experimented on and showing what really hap- what can happen with uh, with inmates and. This show makes a, a lot of, and I'm curious what you thought of this. Did you feel like the show was ever preachy to you at a point? Um, you know, I, I would say yes, but that's I feel like kind of a characteristic of superheroes. They sort of have like the whoever these the writers feel the need to give these people of you know fantastic abilities a reason or, like, some sort of moral compass of which they're carrying out justice, right? Like, they have to have 
Um, if it's a superhero, it's someone for good, right? So it's not a villain. So they're they must have some sort of thing that they believe in to keep them on the straight and narrow, or to give them whatever cause to be a good guy. Um, so I kind of just expect that a little bit in superhero movies and shows. Um, but I guess, yeah, you, I, I, you could say that, yeah. Um, it didn't surprise me, but I, I, I would, I would tend to agree with that. Okay, so I will say for me, um, God, you're so racist, guys. No, I'm kidding, but I, I, um, I think for me, what's cool about the show is that you can like this show and appreciate it on a very just superficial level just because it looks it shot beautifully like they shot in harlem and it really oh yeah for sure it's like netflix nails that and marvel both netflix and marvel just they they kill cinematography you know what i mean yeah like they they really know what they're doing but it, it's shot so well it looks beautiful yet gritty because it's harlem and um you can appreciate just on the superficial level of a man um ver- just going against um you know, I guess what you consider the establishment of Harlem, you can appreciate it, you know, at face value in that sense. But I really think that you would be um, definitely cheapening your experience if you don't see the things it says about, you know, about uh, black homes, about uh, being a black person in this country, uh, the, the the status quo uh what defines your blackness, uh, the relationship we have with the police, uh, relationship we have with each other, uh, how important uh, having uh, having a good home life is, which is something in the black community that really needs to be talked about. Um, there's so much that you can dissect and pick and pull from the show if you want to delve that deep. You don't have to, but God, I really think you should. So, I mean... I'm just going to break down Mike Coulter's Luke Cage real quick. He's amazing. He's very subtle with his performance when he needs to be, but when he speaks, it feels like he's speaking volumes and every word means something. Um, I'll tell you the moment uh, for me, Scott, where the show had me. It was the end of episode two when, uh, uh, by the way, full spoilers in case it wasn't obvious. I just feel like I need to put that out there, but duh. Um, where uh, Pops gets killed in a really fucked up way, by the way, um, who runs Pops Barbershop. Um, I love the, um, I love, love, love the reference where uh, that kid puts the gun up to his head at the end of episode two, and he's taught, and he brings up a Christmas uh, at Akos, uh which, if you don't know who that is, uh, Google kids. Um, but when he says, you know, you know, I'm not running no more, I'm not running anymore, and he says, uh, when he says, you know, do it, uh, and he goes, pull the trigger, nigga, I got, you know, I ain't got all night, I was like, Jesus Christ, okay, and that scared, that scared me at home, so I was like, yeah, I was like, and they even cut back to the guy holding the gun, and he's like, oh, shit, and like, he, like, he starts shaking and shit, and oh, oh, that moment, I was like, this is just, and then he shoots himself, he's like, fine, I'll do it myself, and if you've read Luke Cage, uh, you know he has unbreakable skin, and so he shoots himself, and the bolt just bounces off, and this brother just goes running, as you would, <laughs> and and that leads to episode three, where uh, Bring the Ruck gets his playing, and 
one thing about Netflix, man, they love their hallway fight scenes. They love those so much. Like it's like they can't help themselves. But this one, where Luke Cage decked out in a uh, in a hoodie, no Trayvon Martin reference at all there, um, and he just breaks into uh, Cotton Mouse, uh, one of his uh, stash houses with cash, and he just starts beating people down. Oh Scott, that's when I just went. Oh, this, is the be- this show's wonderful. <laughs> and that's and and that's what you like hope for in superhero movies is like people directors and creators and producers like they tiptoe around the superhero part like their super powers like oh you don't wanna like it's gonna be too much it has to be a fair fight right there's gotta be some sort of a fair fight well it's like and when everybody's watching going in reality if you have these superpowers you would just do whatever you wanted you would kick the door down and just annihilate anybody in your path and that's what I really liked about that is they just allowed the character to be just like to just to go all out and to realize their own powers and to be this it was more realistic than a lot of the times they have it, it's kind of forced it you know just to, to to make it a fair fight to feel like they can't just annihilate anybody they that they want to they have to put some sort of character or other per someone else with a superpower in there just to make it fair but i i like how in that instance, he just like you know what, he's just gonna fuck everybody up. Yeah, I, I you know, and, and I will use this comparison uh, for you when it comes to us kind of debating this first Daredevil. Um, the way I kind of put this, Daredevil's like Kobe to me. Like Kobe had all the finesse, he was flashy, he had so much skill, was able to take you off the dribble and all that. Uh, you're welcome for the Lakers. Uh, uh, metaphor, by the way. Um, <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks. You're welcome. Uh, Shaq is is Luke Cage, where he's just a powerhouse. He's just a big dude, just power, not fancy. And with the fight scenes in this, like I was la- I was laughing at all of them except for the very last one, and not because like they were funny, but just because he is just so like he's just throwing people through walls and windows and shit. And when you see him getting shot at. Uh, until a certain point, um, when you see people just shooting him freak with bullets, he just kind of looks at him like, "God damn it! Like you're ruining my clothes, and now I'm angry." And it's just, it's wonderful. Um, by the way, that uh, that scene in episode three where he uh, where play, uh, play the Rutgers or bring the Rutgers, pardon me, by Wu Tang Clan, fucking great song by the way. Uh, it ends with a really violent, you know, that violent hallway scene, and then it ends. With um, Cottonmouth shooting him with a rocket launcher, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is the best show ever. <laughs> just like two just incredibly insane bookends for one for one episode. But uh, yeah, Mike Coulter's absolutely incredible in this. Um, I do want to move on to someone we were talking about um, off mic, and that's uh, that's uh, oh my gosh, that's uh, I want to make sure I get his name right. I feel like I'm gonna butcher it. I'm, sir, I'm sorry. I love you, uh, Mahershala Ali. Oh, I think I got it. Uh, uh, who plays a uh, Cornell Cottonmouth Stokes? And he, um, if you haven't seen it, he was just in Moonlight. And Scott, I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't know if he'll get nominated for like a Best Supporting or anything, but even a nomination because he was incredible in this until he unfortunately got. He, he's you, he's arguably one of the better. I would argue he's one of the. Put it, put on some of the best performances within the last like last four or five years or so. Just 
based on House of Cards and Luke Cage and uh, what else am I missing here? Um, oh, the one he was just Moonlight, Moonlight yeah. right? It's just like everything, everything that I've seen him in, he just kills. And yeah, it's he was he was probably one of my highlights of this entire. Besides Luke Cage, um, he was probably the highlight of the show for me. Yeah, I thought he was he was incredible. I mean, he he was sympathetic. Like I don't know what Marvel's able to, how they're able to do this, but the Netflix like look, you know I love the movies and you know it's everyone's favorite time. Time for Hunter sucked at Marvel dick. Like you know I love the Marvel movies, but if there is a critique that does hold water that you can have, it's that the villains don't always hit. Uh, Netflix, for whatever reason, I don't know if this is they have more time to flush them out or what it is, but they have been able to just nail the villains from Kilgrave to Kingpin uh, to Cottonmouth. Um, these villains all just... I, I would argue Kilgrave on that one. That's that's the only one that I wasn't... I'm not really? super stoked on. Yeah. It, hmm. we'll, we'll go in... We'll, we'll do another pod for Jessica Jones. But, Interesting. Um, that's, okay. that's for a different day. But, um... But he, but uh, Cottonmouth, he comes across as uh, as sympathetic at points. Um, I love what he was saying about um, because there's this point where after Luke Cage, you know, hits one of his uh, stash houses, he's like, "Look, uh, you know, he's, his uh, accountant is basically saying, like, dude, just kind of cut your losses and move on." He says, "You know, no one." Very few people are ever able to be black people ever be wealthy, you know. Like I want that. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he's saying, and it, it brings up that social economic difference of you know being rich uh, versus being wealthy. And I it, it took me back to uh, I don't know if you remember, but one of my favorite Denzel movies is American Gangster, and he has that scene where he's talking to his brothers and cousins when he brings them in from North Carolina and they're walking down the street, you know, and he goes, uh, you know, um, I can't think of, uh, uh, I can't remember what his old mentor's, uh, name was, but he's like, you know, uh, he wasn't rich, uh, he wasn't rich, he wasn't white man rich, you know, and this show deals with that concept and it's a very true notion and, uh, and Cottonmouth, he's he's vicious. He's uh, charming. He wears the hell out of a suit. I know it's totally random, but, but like whenever you see him, he looks clean. That club always is is bouncing. He, he is a dapper lad. I will he say he that. really is. And one thing that they do a great job of too is uh, having uh, musical uh, numbers, like to kind of break up. Uh, I would say kind of break up the mon- monotony a little bit, just so that you have. You get to see these like really cool artists. One of the coolest songs um, on the soundtrack is uh, uh, watching the whole freaking show is a "Long Live the Chief," and I freaking love that song. And uh, we get reintroduced to uh, Claire Temple, played by uh, Rosario Dawson, who I just I I, I love her. Um, she was fantastic here. Just real quick, as uh, Claire Temple, she's kind of the uh, Agent Coulson, if you will, from the. Uh, you know, the first uh, four or five Marvel movies ty- tying the Avengers together. She's tying the uh, Defenders together. You know, she's, she's been in every single one of these shows, and she's gets probably her biggest role here. I think her role's a little bigger here than it was in Daredevil, and I I really I really enjoyed her here. She felt um, 
she didn't feel forced into the universe. It felt very natural. Um, her and Mike Coulter have really good chemistry. Uh, if I was working for Rosario Dawson, I'd, I'd make it work too. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but she she's incredibly charming. She's she's a she's a badass too. I mean, for not having any power, she knows what she's doing, and um, I I just adore her. Um, and then the, la- the last two people I'm going to talk about really quickly here. Um, uh, it's going one of them is my MVP. Um, so the uh, uh, Woolard, uh Woodard, who played um, uh, Mariah Dillard, who's the uh, the mayor mayor I believe of Harlem. Yeah, she's the mayor of Harlem. Um, I'm gonna tell you right now, she's like, what a cunt. Oh my god, I want to I wanted to slap this woman so badly. She is so terrible, but goddamn, she's such a good villain. She's the uh, sister of Cottonmouth, and oh, Scott, uh, especially where she ends up with the show. And I, I you know, I know we said no spoil, like spoilers, but I, I just don't want to give this away. Um, she is a lot more dangerous than she lets on at first, and one of my just legitimate gripes with people in general is if you're an asshole and you're critiquing other people for for being an asshole that you're a hypocrite i fucking hate that and mariah is very much the whole the whole series really kind of telling cottonmouth like oh you're better than this da, da, da. she's as much of a douchebag as she as he is and she but he's just more honest about it but by the end you really discover just how much of a bitch she is and how pretty fucking evil she actually is and uh that's that's really what is great about the show though is like the the so many different sides of it like you're saying like the it's the blackness of this show but it's like you got the she is running the city you know she has the city aspect where she's trying to get money for the kids or whatever and you think that it's like a, a noble cause but then you realize how she's getting the money and how she's wrapped up in it and how she's just as bad as Cottonmouth is. Um, and then, you, like, you have Willis Stryker, who is scared the hell out of me. Like, he's just one of those just, like, just crazy dudes that'll do whatever it takes. Um, that I think that's what's so great about this show, is, like, they, they cover so many bases that uh, no one is really safe from the the reaches of of crime and and you know, what it takes to how much money is important to getting things done that you need to get done, whether it takes, you know, being a criminal or um, whether it's noble causes, you know what I mean? It's just, that's, that's what I think is great about the show is just so many different, so many different uh, viewpoints and avenues. And I apologize. It's uh she's Cottonmouth's cousin. That's where I told her. Yes. It's cousin, her cousin. I, I apologize. Um, and they get a little bit like weird romantic there, like for a second. So, kind of... so okay, so let, let, we can we kind of address that. <laughs> so we address that Cottonmouth like dies already. Um, first off, one of the most vicious deaths I've seen in a TV show in a while. I was like, oh my god. Um, it took me back to when um, to when Kid, uh, Kingpin uh, ends up choking out Ben the reporter, and I was like, god damn it. And I was just so sad. I was like, no. But in but here, she she beats him that she beats Cottonmouth to death with a mic stand. I was like, Christ Almighty! And you, it is vicious. Like they don't show it like entirely, but uh, it gets the point across. <laughs> you definitely see how uh, intense it is, and that's where she kind of 
you know, she really does kind of step up to be the the new uh, Cottonmouth, as it were. Um, I will say that is probably my biggest complaint about the show, is that, um, you know, and they actually had Mike Coulter on first take, and uh, Stephen A. Smith brought this up, and he's like, dude, how do you kill Cottonmouth off? And I kind of went, hmm, how do you explain this? And Mike Coulter, bless his heart, he just kind of kind of owned up. He's like, look, hindsight's twenty twenty, and Mahershala Ali did such a great job with the role that, yeah, killing him, it looks like a very, like, why did we do that, <laughs> you know, uh, moment now. And, yeah, it, it kind of makes you go, like, oh, well, okay, you kind of at least, you know, acknowledge it, but... I think that might be where some people kind of hold a a, a, bit, a bit of a grudge, is that Maharshala Ali is taken from us, because he's so good with the character. Um, what ends up to leading to him getting killed is that, uh, um, oh god, is that uh, Cottonmouth brings up the fact that uh, their uncle Pete was uh, sexually abusing Mariah, which she, like, allowed him to do. Now... I'm going to choose my words very carefully here, Scott, because you know me, I just go off, I just run off the mouth, but um, while what Uncle Pete was doing was clearly wrong, they, the show definitely alludes to the fact that she was letting it happen, so maybe she liked the attention, which is probably what led to Cottonmouth getting killed, because he opened his mouth. So, no, it seemed like just like a messed up family to me. Oh, like, oh no. it, it, the, it, it, the entire season, you're like she, she probably didn't have a choice. You know, you'd rather not be the one with the attention on you. You know. Yeah, I mean, she, she, she. It, it, but yeah, it's, she's not innocent. You know what I yeah. mean? Like she's, it, it's, she's a product of her environment, but she's definitely not innocent. That's probably the most uncomfortable I felt watching the show because I went like oh that is a really real like scenario like that's not far-fetched like at all and but I think the reason why it kind of made me go like maybe he was right is because she when she's killing him she is screaming at him like I didn't want it I didn't want it I was like maybe you did if it got you this upset (laughs) but um it's it's an it's a crazy intense scene um Oh, it's so good. So, before we kind of wrap this up, I mean, I will just say there are a couple moments for me that really stood out. Um, it was really cool uh, when Luke Cage, when he escapes Seagate and he needs to get some clothes, uh, he kind of just walks in this pe- person's yard and grabs the first things he can find. And it's it's literally his original costume straight out of comics, and he goes... Like, I look like a damn fool, and I was like, <laughs> you do. I'm like, it's very true. Your original costume was terrible. Um, I I love that scene. Um, I love the scene in the, um, I believe it's a Chinese restaurant, where, you know, he's just very calm. He's like, look, you guys are being disrespectful. Just leave these people alone. And this guy punches him, breaks his hand in just the most... Oh, the most awesome way. And just to show how powerful he is, he throws him out of the window backwards, which is maybe one of the hardest laughs I've gotten all year. It's just, like, so nonchalant. Like, oh, I'm powerful enough. I can do this. Um, I love that scene. Uh, the, 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 um, the speech that Luke gives at Pop's funeral uh, made me legitimately tear up a little bit. I thought it was so well done. And it shows kind of the, the, uh, the big old 
black dick measuring contest between <laughs> between him and uh between him and Cottonmouth. Um it's it's so well done and uh between that and uh just hearing Luke Cage say sweet Christmas <laughs> which is his catchphrase, uh it it really just made me horribly happy the amount of Easter eggs they put in here. And before I kinda of throw it back to you, man, can we talk about the music? in this show, like, how goddamn good the music is, uh, everything from A Tribe Called Quest to Nas to, uh, to Isaac Hayes to, uh, to ODB to, to Wu-Tang Clan to Gangstar to, uh, to an appearance by fucking Method Man, <laughs> which is just, which made me so genuinely happy, I just, I couldn't put it into words, um, I, Look, before I throw it back to you, I'm just going to say the reason I like this more in Daredevil, I think it used all of its resources from its it, its uh, smaller uh, guests, um, its supporting characters, to its main actors, to the settings, to the music, to the fact that Harlem feels like its own character itself, which is a really hard thing to pull off because I've never really felt like I mean, Hell's Kitchen feels like its own character, but never in the way that Harlem felt like its own character watching this. So, um, and then I, I, so much of this is so well done from the from the fight choreography to the relationships, and I would be remiss if I did not bring up. I, I believe I uh, I think I brought up Simone. I didn't bring up Simone Missick, who plays Misty Knight, who. Scott, you know how I feel about black women. They don't normally do it for me. This woman is not only gorgeous, but she is, uh, as cliche says, she's sassy. But, um, but, <laughs> but, but she's actually a good detective, which I thought was actually really important for them to show that she wasn't just eye candy. I mean, you know, her and Luke, I think they, I think they bone episode one. <laughs> I, I think, I think it's episode one they have sex and Luke Cage is. A uh, straight Casanova, like <laughs> right? this dude, just like he gets down. <laughs> yeah, he no, he he totally gets down. I mean, there's this there's this one black chick in there who is so thirsty. She's not even trying to hide it. She has a kid, and she's like, oh hey, like uh, I actually, <laughs> Scott, you'll appreciate this since you've watched the show. I actually have a shirt uh, that has Luke Cage on it. It's got his arms folded. And it says, "Let's go get coffee," and I yeah. <laughs> and and. In case you didn't know, if you haven't watched the show, coffee's code for sex. But, but, uh... Well, even in, like, Jessica Jones, like, the, when, when, is, when she's, like, scouting this, this guy, she's following this guy doing investigation work, and she come, comes across Luke Cage, it's because he's just, like, just, just plowing, like, many <laughs> women at his bar. Like, he's, like, just taking girls home every night. Yeah, like like a, I mean, like a, when, like a, when you got it, you got it, yeah, you know? Like a black Johnny Appleseed just laying, just laying the dirt. Planting that seed. There you go. <laughs> well, like a plumber just laying the pipe, yeah, you know? Well done. But, uh, but Simone, she's amazing in here. Um, she has a breakdown, like, later on in the season. And when she's going after Cottonmouth Maria, um, she's laser-focused. And it kind of does that, uh, this Batman telltale thing where it kind of reenacts the crime scenes, and she's kind of doing it in her head. And it's actually a really cool, like, effect. It's kind of Max Payne-ish a little bit, too. Um, but it's really well done. It really kind of shows you how she thinks. So that was really well done. Um, 
overall for me, um, like I said, I have a couple complaints. I thought, I think episode 9, which is where he actually gets shot and the bullet penetrates, um, that's just kind of a, that episode is just kind of a waiting game, unfortunately. So, I can see how some people kind of like, ah, episode 9 wasn't needed, but they did science the shit out of it. So, I mean, so, I mean kudos to them for, you know, having a reason. But, uh, overall, though, man, uh, those minor graphs aside, uh, I, I really enjoyed this. I mean, I don't know if I, I think I like this better than Daredevil Season 1. I don't know about Season 2, just because Season 2 had the Punisher, and Punisher is... Punisher is Bay, as the kids would say. Um, oh, rhyme. See that? Rick-a-wick. But anyway, but, but, but for <laughs> but for me though, uh, this is a fan fucking tastic for me. I enjoyed the show so much. Besides Atlanta and probably Westworld, which I'm still working through, but it's probably tied for my favorite show of the year. Um, Atlanta's wonderful if you haven't watched it. Uh, shout, shout out to Donald Glover. Congratulations on your Golden Globes. But um. But, yeah, this show was incredibly well done. Uh, they already announced season two, which we'll probably have to wait two years for, sadness. But um, this was incredibly well done. This, black people really need a show like this. And it, it, it's drenched in hip-hop, which is another reason why I love it so much. So, uh, yeah, so fan-fucking-tastic for me. All right, here. All right, Buzzkill. What, what do you what do you, have to, <laughs> what do you have to say about it? <laughs> there's, I mean, there's a there's a few things. Oh, um, here we go. I'm getting good. <laughs> well, for, when the when the show starts off, my my first thought was, okay, he's bulletproof and he has like super strength, like that. It's it's like the Superman conundrum almost of. How can he be beat, and why can't he just destroy everything in his path? Um, but there are, as, a, as the show goes on, you learn more about it, and not about his powers necessarily, about him. And um, I don't know. I just I, I feel like I want a superhero. I know these that these superheroes were created many years ago, and you can't just change them. But, I mean, I just want to, I feel like we can get past super strength and, like, bulletproof. Can we, I just want, like, a creative superpower. I want some sort of, like, I don't know, something unique. Something that, it just doesn't, it's not unique to me anymore. It, it I feel like it's overplayed and it can ruin a lot of, like, I didn't ever think he was going to lose a fight. And even when... He was in that fight with um, uh, Diamondback. Diamondback. No, no, it wasn't Diamondback. It was uh, the other guy. What's his name? Oh, uh, oh, oh. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm sorry. No, no, Diamondback. It was Diamondback. And even even in that that kind of a climax fight scene, it was hard for me to believe that even with what Diamondback had working with him, working for him, it that I feel like he should have still just annihilated him and. Because he's has this bulletproof skin, he should have just just killed him. And that's it, it. wasn't a major thing. It wasn't like it just it was just one of those things that I have a feeling with, feeling about for most superhero movies is I, I wish for more creativity in that 
category when it comes to their superpower. Um, and that's kind of leads me to the fight scene aspect. And I feel like this is where Daredevil is far and above better is I think I, I didn't love the fight scenes and I wish that there were more in, in Luke Cage. And that's what I loved about Daredevil. Daredevil is like, they, it didn't start out that way, but the fight scenes were like so perfectly choreographed and like, I think it helps that he's essentially a ninja Um, (laughs) and being a ninja is pretty badass. Um, I love a good ninja, Um, (laughs) but I think as far as fight scenes go, I would say I liked, that's what I really enjoyed more about daredevil. Um, But as far as a representation of what they're trying to portray in this show through like, yeah, kind of talk, you know, him in the hoodie, um, just like kind of keeping his head down, doesn't want to cause a lot of, um, doesn't want to stir up a lot of trouble, doesn't want to get the police involved. That really, like, you can really feel the tension with the police that the black community had during that time and kind of how, what Harlem was like and how, how them trying to come out of that and try to, um, whether it's through administration like like the mayor, um, uh Let's see, what was her name? Mariah. Uh, um, I, I like the multiple layers that went on in this show, and that's what I really loved about it. Is it wasn't a lot of these superhero movies can, or shows, excuse me, can be just very like you know status quo, base level, not 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 too deep. But I, that's what I really liked about this one. Um, great actors. Um, Alfred Walt, uh, Woodard is an excellent actress. I didn't love Shades. Uh, really? Theo Rossi. I feel like <clears throat> I don't know. He was like almost too cool. Like he was too cool for school, and like he just didn't like. He was like I, I don't know. I think he overplayed it personally. I, he just kind of bugged me a little bit. I don't know why. Um, one thing I noticed about this show was like we were halfway through it. I was watching it with my fiance, and we were probably like three quarters of the way through it, and I was like, I turned, I was like. There, this is like a all black cast aside from Theo Rossi. Like it was one of those things where a lot of times it's more promoted, like in certain shows, like Meet the Blacks. You know what I mean? Or like things that like it's 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 made aware that this is an all black cast and this is kind of what we're aiming for. But this show is just like it, it is what it was, and it was like it was accurate almost like it was, it, they weren't trying to force anything. Um, I don't know. It, they, it was just, they, they selected the cast so well that it's, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that you can tell that there's like a difference between a white actor and a black actor or actress, but it's like, they didn't try to shove it down your throat necessarily. And I feel like I can notice that as a, as a, as a viewer. Um, but yeah, overall, I think I would probably give this show a minus, um, but I something I'm definitely I'm really excited about the next season. I'm gonna be probably watching it when it comes on opening night or opening day whenever this whenever it comes out. Um, actresses and actors alike were excellent. Um, like you said, the soundtrack just ties it all together for sure. Um, and I was bummed that they they took out Cottonmouth because. The dude is legit, and whatever. And we talked about this a little bit earlier, but he kills it, and 
he's just the most suave dude <laughs> ever. Uh, so yeah, I would I would say A minus. Like I said, there's a couple things that like I probably could have gone better, but um, I really enjoyed. It. I think uh, Mike Coulter is an excellent actor and like he's definitely the dude that should be playing Luke Cage. And I was watching Jessica Jones and they kind of, they end up in this uh, grow house uh, with this bunch of marijuana plants and he's just like looking around and I had kind of forgotten about his catchphrase. And so it's like looking around and oh sweet Christmas. And it was just like, this is just weed everywhere. <laughs> like, oh, Luke Cage is the best. <laughs> But yeah, I love it's a great show. I definitely recommend it. A minus, I should be ashamed. Of <laughs> honestly, honestly, from you though, like, and, and I mean this respectfully because you are probably the hardest grader out of the three of us. An A minus is pretty high praise. So I, I, I it's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that that actually is good. And and some of your complaints, I I do understand. I mean, I I would fight you on the fight scenes thing just because um, I everyone can't daredevil i mean i think right exactly no i get that he's like a freaking ninja like it's hard to it's hard to top that yeah but i mean now i would i would i would take that criticism and apply it to jessica jones because i thought the fight scenes in that were just pretty average at best so but true but i think jessica jones is probably my least favorite of the three of of those three shows yeah i'm right there with you i i do agree with you on that um but that again that is that is never a view for never day. another day but uh guys have you seen luke cage yet um if you haven't at least watch the first episode i was hooked after episode two i'm like all right i'm i'm with this you really only need a couple episodes to get maybe even maybe two yeah to get hooked on so. and 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 i will say where the show ends um, it definitely sets up for Defenders, which we're getting this year. Um, it, it, now, is that coming out as a movie or a show? That's a show. So that's going to be, I believe that's eight episodes only, which is, I think will actually be better. But that's that's the team up with uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, which we're getting in, uh, in March. And uh, The Punisher's first season show comes out before Defenders. So the rumor is we may get Punisher 2, which would make me happy. And so let me let me ask you something really quickly. Sorry to interrupt. No, of <clears throat> uh do you prefer the shows over the movies? Like would you prefer a Luke Cage movie or would you like would you prefer a Punisher movie or do you like no. the way that no. ne- that Marvel is going with Netflix? Netflix, Netflix, Netflix because uh I don't know if you saw any of the Punisher movies. They were not awesome. So I think certain characters need to be uh, TV shows because uh, they could. They're, they're, well, I mean, like the, the way the comic books are, they're essentially episodes, right? I mean, Absolutely. each each comic is its own episode, its own volume. So if you can really, I feel like you can really describe and go in depth with a character like way better in in a show. Yeah, no, I I, I agree, and I think that. Um, Especially some of these, I think these lesser known heroes need to be uh, Netflix shows. I, I think how they're doing it, uh, they need to stick with that. Cause like, like I would say, I would like to see Ant Man as a show. I would watch an Ant Man show actually. I, I would be uh, and and him and Jessica Jones actually have a, a, a past together in the comics. So um, I bet they bone. They they Slut. they, they did. <laughs> God, you're so mean, but <laughs> slut, nice. 
Jessica Jones and Luke Cage bang so much in that show. What, what, it's great. Why do you think I love the show so much? It's pretty much what I want. <laughs> no, it was it was actually funny. Colin off mic was saying, "Oh yeah, a damaged uh, a damaged girl uh, who bangs a black guy to feel better about herself." Isn't that like most of your relationships? I was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, "He's kind of right, goddamn." <laughs> but but I digress. Uh, but Colin, you. Bastard, I love you. But uh, but guys, have you seen Luke Cage yet? If you haven't, you should. Uh, I've been yelling at my mom to watch it because she hasn't watched it yet. Damn it. But um, but guys, let us know what you thought of Luke Cage in the comments below. Uh, you can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow Mr. Colin O'Neill. We miss you, buddy, at the real O'Neill. And you can follow Mr. Scott Nearman on Twitter at... Newman the first. And guys, thank you so much. Uh, me, uh, I will have a review up this weekend for Monster Trucks. God help me. And um, I think I'm gonna go see Live by Night too. That new Brad Pitt, uh, Brad Pitt, uh, Ben Affleck movie, which bombed this weekend. Didn't even crack the top ten. So that's funny. But <laughs> but I think I might might go take that in too. That's what she said. Um, and uh, Scott, we will have Scott back here in a couple of weeks for our worst of list and we will have him Hey-o. and we'll have him back for a fifty shades darker. Woohoo Which I which I know he's looking forward to. Is it bad that I get more excited for the bad shows than the good shows. No, I I totally understand because I mean because those are more fun to review because I mean like, they are more fun because the good ones is like all right we just have to talk about how good this is like the the bad blah 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 yeah. boring yeah but the the bad movies and the bad shows it's like oh let's talk about how much of God if we review two broke girls the internet would probably oh <laughs> gosh good thing God that is that is a atrocious show but. You know what I just saw was Now You See Me Too. I haven't seen the I haven't oh, even seen the first it's one. Really and I saw bad. Now You See Me Too. It's really bad. It's really bad. I watched it like a month ago. It's terrible. Yeah, it, I haven't even seen the first one, and I watched the second one. And I was like, boy, I'm glad I didn't see the first one because <laughs> if this one is this bad, I could not even like. Okay, we can't. You can't. I, I, I'll start a rant here. We gotta. We gotta end this one because that is just. It's so bad. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you soon. Peace.